Is this thing on? Are you ready, Matt? You're listening to Box Office Avengers with Matt Diaz and Ernesto Santos. Good evening, folks. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of Box Office Bingers. I want to thank everyone for coming over to this podcast and listening to us. Just talk about movies, Ernesto, and this episode, this week, I think we're talking about some pretty good movies this week. Yeah, I think we got a great selection. We are mm-hmm. reviewing Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, starring Michael B. Jordan, <clears throat> directed by Stefano Solima. He also directed Sicario 2, written by Taylor Sheridan, who wrote both two Sicarios, Hell or High Water, Wind River, Wind River, creator of Yellowstone, that one I'm not familiar with, and uh, Will Staples, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 3. Oh, okay. oh yeah. yeah he, that he makes wrote, sense. Yeah, that, right? That definitely doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, it's like, all right, you, you could write this movie. You, got, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, Yellowstone is like a, like a Western drama that's, I don't know, where, I think it's on NBC or Peacock now, but yeah, that, that kind of falls into the hell or high water aspect on it. Uh, uh, so yeah, that, he, he, he wrote all those. And we are also reviewing our foreign film of the month. It's a Danish film, Another Round, starring Mads Mikkelsen, Thomas Bo Larsen, Magnus Milan, Lars Rant, Maria Bonavie. I think I did that right. Yeah, directed did, you, did by. You did better than I would. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, know, you try. You know, you know what, Matt? Place. At least you try. I do. I mean, I mean, we, we, we put the work in to write them. I mean, you're doing a great job of saying them. I'm like, this is just for reference for me. But good I'm for trying. you for going down the line. I appreciate it. But that, that way that people know. You know, they should yeah. know. They need to. It's important that you should know. It's not just the actors. Like, you You're should right. really pay attention to who directs the movie and who writes the movie. Obviously, who, all the other people who do production as well. But, like, just like overall, like the director and the writer. You yeah, know? Uh, absolutely. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, also, writ- directed, speaking of, directed and written by Thomas Vinterberg. Um, and Tobias Lindholm also directed the screenplay. But before that, I think we have quite a bit of news. Uh, and I've got, I, I, I feel like, you know, when we have guests, I try not to reveal all my what you're watching. Yeah. Because I, I, I try to save them for when it's just me and you. I try to give them the ones that maybe they're interested in. Of so course. I've just accumulated. I've got a few for you this week. Oh, man. So, so, so you, just, you, you, just heard, you just heard what he just said. So we got news. We got a, a bunch of what you're watching. And we got two movie reviews. This, this yeah. show is stacked right now. This is this is one hell of an episode we got lined up for you guys. Uh, but like Ernesto said, let's start with that news. And news that this first bit of news, I don't know about Ernesto. I'm not feeling it. All right. The Flintstones are coming back to prime time. Warner Brothers Animation is officially is officially producing a new sequel series titled Bedrock for Fox Networks. So this will be in the same lineup as The Simpsons, Family Guy, American Dad, uh, Bob's Burgers. I guess that's going to just slide mm. right in there. 
the story will be set 20 years after the events of the original series and it will feature Fred Flintstones on the brink of retirement and 20-something-year-old Pebbles embarking on her own career as the family moves from the Stone Age to the Bronze Age. Elizabeth Banks will be the voice of Pebbles as well as serve as the executive producer. Um... I, I don't know how I feel about this, Ernesto, because I feel like I I have like I, I I really like the Flintstones. I remember watching them when I was a kid, a couple of the cartoons. I love the Steven Spielberg version with uh John Goodman. Uh I thought those were funny and great. But I don't know about this one. Uh this doesn't like I don't know what audience they're going for by making a new series. It kind of, if they're putting it with that time slot, it kind of sounds like they're going like the adult family cartoon route almost. But isn't it meant for children? I, I mean, I don't know. Like, it, it feels odd that something like the Flintstones is trying to possibly appeal to an older audience, which, but it also makes sense because the older audience is what grew. Is they were the ones who grew up with the Flintstones. Correct. Unless, unless they, you know, unless they have children and they show their kids the Flintstones. But I guess, you know, I feel like kids today know the Flintstones more for being um, the breakfast cereal than they do related to a TV show. They're like, oh, that's a TV show? Like that cereal I like? It's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know, like following, you know, it looks like it's, you know, it looks like it's still following the family. Maybe they only in the bio they only featured two characters, Pebbles and Fred Flintstone. Um, I just don't know what type of story they're gonna tell. I don't know what type of avenue we're going down. Um, Twenty years later, it doesn't feel like much. I don't, I don't know. I just, I have a lot of question marks on this. I mean, I don't know. It just seems like like maybe they're trying to do like a Bob's Burgers like family type drama maybe like the next stage of them you know it people who like you said like people who who like who used to like that show are older now i don't know that i mean okay i guess the question is would you watch this show like without just just knowing that i'm interested would you like go in there like hulu next day watching it and seeing what's all about not not week to week it's something that i would pick up like in between shows, so you okay. know, it would be like a Bob's Burgers type deal. Yeah, I know, especially when it's sitting in that time slot. Like, are they going for a little bit more, like, raunchy comedy? Like, I honestly don't really remember what the original version was. So, like, did they kind of push the boundaries a little bit on the Flintstones, like, back in the day? Oh, I don't. Or remember. were they are they like geared <laughs> for children? Yeah, I know. I again, just a lot of questions here. I'm very interested that this is being made. Not the first choice, what I would have come up with. You would think that, like, this would be like, hey, we're reviving into, like, a new movie. Like, kind of like what Scoob did. And and Scooby-Doo has always been tailored to children. So when you see it pop up on, like, uh, you know, um, Cartoon Network or HBO Max, that all makes sense because you're gearing toward children, a a new generation of Scooby-Doo. But maybe cavemen, that's a harder sell for children. I don't know. Uh, that, that, that's a, maybe they feel like they can take this in a different direction where it can actually gain some traction. 
Um, yeah, but I think because like you still have the cereal and stuff out there, they're still going to have to aim it towards a younger-ish demographic. Yeah, but not on that time slot. You don't air it on Sunday nights when it's in between Family Guy and, and The that's Simpsons. That's fair. I, you know, that's that's fair. That's fair. So maybe it's going to – where Simpsons is like kind – I feel like maybe it's going to be more Simpsons than Family Guy. I feel like maybe. Simpsons has got was like more like TV 14, maybe like – yeah, you know, older like, kids. What, would you let your kids watch, you know, The Simpsons? Like, yeah. you know, yeah, okay. I used All to right. watch The Simpsons. I because I used to watch The Simpsons when I was a kid. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It maybe so then maybe it's not gonna be more Family Guy. Maybe it's gonna be more Simpson level. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I guess if it's Simpson guess we'll level, find out. I but guess see, so. Yeah. But you know what? It's I guess it's interesting enough that it's enough for even for us to even want to talk about it. Like, well, yeah, because it's like I, even when I was reading the article, I was like, really? Like, all right. Like, I'm intrigued. Again, it, it, it's very much intrigued. Uh, that's kind of where my – I'm not writing off the show even though I don't – Kind of seems like you are though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm not writing off the show, but I'm writing off the show. <laughs> I mean, as you know, Ernesto, I don't lean toward adult uh, animated um, adult shows. That's but, true. So, I mean, it's, it's already fighting an uphill battle for me to even get to that point. Um, as, you, as I said last week, Invincible is a little bit different because it's not really, it's not really that type of comedy. It's, I think it's dealing with more adult themes. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I think all in all, I think we will just see where this lands. But I, I'll be int- I'm definitely interested in seeing a trailer once that comes about. Like I'm definitely be watching a trailer and see the animation style, see what they're going for. Um, with Elizabeth Banks uh, attached onto it, I like some of her work. Um, I like uh, Pitch Perfect. I know she's you know big into that. Mm-hmm. So if she Hunger brings Games. that kind of Hunger Games, right? I think she might have served as a producer at one point. So as an actress and as a producer and even as a director, I, I kind of I, I I dig what she you know some of her work. So I think it can be interesting so that, we'll just have to poten- i think it has potential i think so too it definitely has potential uh so moving on from that we have godzilla versus kong director adam wingard is in talks to return for a new installment in the monsterverse franchise it is rumored that son of kong the son of kong storyline has been discussed so well, first of all, let's just talk about the director. I, I know we kind of mentioned it a couple weeks ago when we reviewed the film. Would we want to see more? It looks like Warner Brothers up for it, and it looks like they're in talks to bring back the same director. So, what do you think of that news and just that part of it? Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it's. I mean, it has potential to be. I'm sure it's, it'll be. It'll be fine. It'll, I mean, he, he if it's anything one, like Godzilla versus Kong, then it'll be fine. Well, now, I mean, Son of Kong. I mean, to me, that that brings a big question mark. That that's not the direction I thought we would have moved into after Godzilla versus Kong. If this was continuing the mm. franchise, now this could be a prequel. This could be a sequel. It has uh, to be we, a sequel because it's it's Kong, Son of Kong. Right. So, like, I mean, are we going to see the episode? Are we going to see like the beginning where he meets? Where he meets Lady, a Lady Kong? Kong. Yeah, where's Lady Kong? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, are we gonna? I mean, I'm not sure how explicit we're gonna get into that all business, but all probably, of a sudden, we're just, probably not that much. <laughs> well, I know, right? Oh, there. Um, but all of a sudden, the f- the film's gonna open up with him in this new world. He got a Lady Kong, and 
Now, Kong's got her bow. They're walking. <laughs> Grabbing monsters out of the sky to eat. <laughs> you, you know, this has turned into just a family film. It really yeah. has. <laughs> They're strolling, like, knocking trees over. Like, yeah. Like, punching helicopters out of the sky. You know, whatever. <laughs> exactly. They're, Ernesto, they're past all that. He has a family now. He has to settle down. He just can't be dealing with with these with these big monsters anymore. He I don't know. For those who have seen it, like at the beginning of Godzilla vs. Kong, he looked like like old man Kong, like <laughs> like a like he's like, he's uh, like he's Kong like version of, of old man Logan. That's what he looked like. He's like he's tired of this shit, man. Yeah. He just wants to settle down, have kids, and like just move on with his life. He's you know instead not you know forget Fred Flintstones. It's it's Kong who needs to be in retirement. That's <laughs> I mean maybe maybe he meets a little lady Kong down when he back down at that monster world in the middle monster of the world. earth uh, yeah well, man it's it wasn't that long ago but i don't remember what was it new world uh i didn't know if it had a name i knew that it had, it had, a, it had a, i knew that it, it had, had a, a sky i knew that it yes. had a sky and a sun yes <laughs> man, wow I, I really don't remember the name of isn't it uh, so interesting how like we just immediately like it, it just immediately it just gets pushed out it's like okay yeah, no, it, whatever this, this brain right now has all the uh all the Tom Clancy, without remorse, another round stuff in here right now. Like Godzilla versus Kong, that was so three weeks ago. Like, forget yeah. it. <laughs> it's like once we, we talk about it, it's like, all right, that's gone yeah, now. <laughs> that's nice. Like you still remember like the small moments, but like the 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 in depth ones, gone. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> out of sight. It's I would now. have to listen to to refresh myself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we have to go back and listen to ourselves talking about. Yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> what did What did I say? What did yeah, I, I say that? Yeah, remember we, like we had somebody. Uh, I think somebody reached out to us and was like, "Oh, I um, I think it was like one of our earlier episodes. I had a friend reach out and said, I love what you guys said about Avatar: The Last Airbender.' I'm like, that's great." Um, I know we talked about it many times on the show, but I have no idea at which point are you talking. You're gonna about. have to pinpoint. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to give me just a little bit more detail than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Son of Kong. It looks like it's in talks. Interesting direction of where to move on. Obviously, focusing on Kong, not really Godzilla. I think that honestly, it's a better move. Yeah, because, because that... Skull. To me, you know, Skull Island is the better part of the franchise. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. In, and in what with there's that. what there's three Godzilla movies, and there's only well, I guess two and a half, and there's only one and a half Kong movies. Right, so now they're just even in the score for round two, I guess. True. Uh, but yeah, interesting concept. Looks like, you know, at the very least, we're not done seeing MonsterVerse movies. That seems no. to be in the horizon, and nothing is solidified yet, but in talks, in development, coming soon, most likely. So, we'll, again, we'll probably get at least. We'll probably get at least, like, maybe, like, two more. I'm thinking at least you, two you more Monster so? that, movies. That's kind of where we're cutting it off? Yeah, well, okay, yeah. well, I guess it's going to be depending how Son, Son of Kong goes. If they yeah. if they try to keep it like, you know, Skull Island, like keep that feeling, that monster feel, that real, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, well, again, one of those, we really do have to see. But again, we're probably going to watch it anyway. Definitely brings the intrigue and uh, yeah. yeah, we'll see where it goes. Um, moving on from that and also very relevant to our review for this week, uh, the best international film Oscar winner, uh, another round, which we were discussing later in the show, is already getting an English language remake. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's production company will work with the original director Thomas Vinterberg to produce the film, with DiCaprio himself 
expected to star in the lead role, which in the uh, the Danish version was played by Mads Mikkelsen, which we know him from a numerous amount of projects here yeah. in the States. So I guess, you know, without really diving into the story element of it, which we'll do later in the show, I think I more want to talk about the fact that, like, why are we making an English version of this when we just got, like, like the Danish foreign version of this? It seems like we already have this movie. It's it's right here. Like, they just made it. It just won an award. Why are we Americanizing it? Well, because not everybody are, is us. Like, not everybody will, would or is going to be – is going to want to watch the Danish one, regardless – how, regardless of how you feel about it, like it's an award-winning film, probably to make it more accessible. I mean, what they should do is just let people watch this one. Yeah, that's but, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, especially because, like yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, I like very similar. I think a couple months ago, we've also reported that Parasite is getting uh, an English version uh, through HBO, but and then also through a series. So I, I think it's, it's more or that's less the same though. film. See, but see, that's I, I feel like that route is a little bit more. I don't even want to say respectful because there's no disrespect to them. Because this, I mean, if anything, the director's probably happy. You know, he's he's getting involved in another project. He's he's seeing his his story being adapted for a broader audience, and, I, and maybe that's just that's that's the the thing about it is that, you know, yes, you should go watch the original. But for those who absolutely won't, but they still want to re- reveal this story to a broader audience, that's the way to do it. It's just I, just I completely guess. converted into another language as opposed yeah. to making people – I mean, look, it wasn't until recently that you started hopping on foreign films. That's true. I mean, it, very much so. But now I'm, I guess – You have a completely now, different mindset about it now, though. Yeah, I do. I do. And it, it, it also – like I'm very wary about Parasite because the movie was fantastic. It was amazing. That yeah. movie was downright incredible. And now we're getting an English version where it's like, no, we have the perfect version. It's right here. Like, we don't need to Americanize it. But it is a little bit different because it's going to be in a form of a TV series. And Bong Joon-ho is involved with the series. And it's going to be on HBO. And that already brings a quality level to it already. So there's a lot of good that's coming into the series. But I guess, I guess kind of with anything that's being adapted to a different version. I guess this converse, the same conversation could be had with an anime going live action, a book going into a movie, a video game going into a movie. Uh, if people really love a certain, like that certain style, they're going to be, you know, optimistic about what the other version of that might be. Yeah. I, I just think if when they do these things, that it's important to include the original creators, like mm-hmm. the people whose original vision it was, because what if they don't want you to take it in the direction that they take it? Like you just you start fucking around with different story elements and like stuff just doesn't make sense anymore. And then we see that happen all the time when fans watch it who really love the original content shit on it because it doesn't it doesn't res- I feel like I guess they feel like it doesn't respect the original content. Right. And, and I think sometimes- that's the balance they have to that's the balance they have to play with. And that's a hard balance when you when you're dealing with fans. Obviously. Um, I don't know if there's a lot of fans of another round or the director or Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, no, to yeah, like, it's, to have like it's a, a big, small like, example uproar. to a bigger right. conversation. Exactly, exactly. Um, but I mean, also, I mean, not for nothing, Leonardo DiCaprio 
one hell of an actor. So if there's anyone to play that role, and especially the content of that role, I, he can easily do it. The only thing that I'm, I'm not like I feel like that he's not pushing his boundaries at all. Like I can, the fact that I can see Leonardo DiCaprio play a role like this, and if not, I've already seen him play a role like this, similar to Wolf of Wall Street. It just seems like that he just wants to adapt this movie just for fun. Um, maybe, but but I think it's because you've seen him in so many different types of roles that mm-hmm. anything that you hear him attach himself to, you're like, oh yeah, he's Leonardo DiCaprio. He'll be fine. Like he yeah. can, he's a chameleon. Like he can literally turn himself into anyone. Yeah, very true. I I'm and I'm also curious of like if if Leo is our main lead in another round, there are three other friends that are, are involved. So I wonder what his supporting uh, cast is going to be if they follow oh. the same suit with with the original film. So a lot to be had with this film. It's probably going to be a while before we see it, but it's just an interesting topic that like it wasn't even two days after the win where Leonardo DiCaprio's company was like, I want to, I want to do that movie, like an English version. Let's do it right now. Well, it seems like that's gonna, maybe that's gonna be the new thing now. What's the, what's the winning international film? Okay, what, how can we convert that into an American cinema? Like, whether it be yeah. a movie, whether it be a series, like something. We can get it somewhere, somewhere in this landscape. We can put it. right. And I don't know if I want that to be a trend, but within the last two years, three years or so, it seems like it's becoming one. Yeah, I mean, this is the new. We're in the we're in the world of remakes. So oh, they're either yeah. remaking content from like, you know, '80s and '90s, or they're taking stuff from other countries and making it Americanized. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, look at um, look at Disney. I mean, their whole slate is a remake. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. It's it's very rare. I think the only person that's doing original content in their big lineup is uh, maybe Pixar. They like they they I mean they're doing sequels yes but also original stuff and maybe their animation team but like all of Disney's live action stuff it's just a remake of something they put out before or adapted into a property that they already own they have like thrown like originality out the window and like we're just gonna take a popular IP make it into a big movie and it's gonna make a shit ton of money. We're going to franchise the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you guys are going to come to see it anyway, because we're Disney. Yeah. And if you don't want to see it, that's fine. We'll get your money either at Marvel, we'll get your money at Pixar, we'll get your money in Star Wars. Don't worry. We'll still, we're Disney. We'll get your money somewhere. We'll get your money somewhere. <laughs> we'll, we'll get it. Um, so, yeah, so that's that news. And the last bit of news, um, we might already be halfway through May, but it's never too late, Ernesto, to talk about new to streaming. Yes, at least once a month we try to hit you guys with some new content that's coming to our streaming services. And Netflix uh, is no shortage of of that new content. Uh, and they're coming out with an original film from Zack Snyder, like fresh off of uh, Justice League. And now he's hopping over Netflix and giving us Army of the Dead, starring Dave Bautista on May 21st. Uh, and with uh, Amy Adams, she's going to be starring in a new film called The Woman in the Window on May 14th. Netflix is also giving us new seasons of Selena the Series, Master of None, Lucifer, and the premiere of Jupiter's Legacy based on the superhero comic book series from Mark Miller. Mm-hmm. Ernesto, did you ever watch Master of None? I was just about to say I'm so excited that they're finally coming back. Really? It's been like... 
I think it's either been like two or three years since it's been since a while. Last, it's been a while. Have you ever watched it before? No, I haven't. That's why oh, that's why I was asking you. Oh no, it's hilarious. Have you? I mean, do you like Aziz Ansari? Well, you like you watch Parks and Rec. Yeah, I saw Parks and Rec, so like I think that's where I know him from. But I just recently watched Parks and Rec, and I think uh, like Master of None was already out, and I didn't really know him that well. So now I know his comedy style, and I, I've been I've been interested, but never started it. So and then with the new season coming out, I'm not sure is he involved in it. Yeah, like I, I, I feel like they are. I okay. feel like he's um. He's like one of the creators, I believe. Well, I mean, I know that he was like. I, I'm not sure if I'm, I meant this season. Yeah. I apologize. Like, if he's involved in this season. Yeah, he's like, one of. It, he's the creator. He's the creator of the show. Right. Yeah. And so, is he is he starring in this season? Yeah. Because all the promotional stuff I saw, he wasn't in it. But then again, I might have maybe maybe I might have missed something. I didn't dive that much into it. But it, it, it I I sensed that he wasn't involved. I mean. On front of the camera, but mainly behind the camera. Oh. You know, I don't know, because it looks like it's about his friend. His, who's uh, She's one of the characters in the show. They're, I mm-hmm. haven't watched the trailer, but I'm, I'm, looking at the po- I'm looking at the poster for it right now. Right, and, Mom- and it seems Master like they're going in that moment, direction. Moments in Love is what it's called. Oh, it's, so maybe... It's really good. I mean, it's very. He's a. He's a. He's an artistic guy. Like I don't okay. know the writing. Right. The I'll... writing on the writing on it is really good. Like I don't know how to else. Like to when I see it. it, when I see a show like that, I kind of related to maybe similar things that I've heard from like Atlanta or Insecure. Yes. Or, uh, yes. Like that type of comedy style. Yes. Um, where like it's there's a lot of drama, but there's also. Like there's good drama, and then then when it's funny, it's 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 really funny. Yeah. And, and then the that, other kind of the I, other the other creator was uh, of Master and None also created was a co-executive producer of uh, Parks and Rec, and and he was a oh, producer okay. on The Good Place. Uh, okay, nice. Alan nice. So, yeah, there's definitely I'll definitely hold some weight to it. Um, yeah, I will have to check it out. So yeah, anyway, a new season's coming into play uh, this month. I believe it's May twenty first. I believe the yeah. day. I didn't write it down, but I think the last the last season came out in two thousand seventeen. That's something like I know it's been oh, a long. Wow. Time. Yeah, it's been a long time. That's four years. Yeah. Oh wow. I'm surprised they they went back to it. Typically, when you when you hear that, it's like okay, they ended it. They ended it. Now we can move on with something else. That's typically Netflix's mantra. But uh, interesting to see that they after all and, these years they came back with something. And the seasons are short. They're not, you know, they're not, there's not a lot, you know, there's, I think each season only has like maybe 10 episodes. 30 minutes long? Or they're an hour? Oh, one, two, four, six, seven, eight, nine, there's 10, there's 10, yeah, 10 episodes. About, I don't remember, they're either 30 minute, they're either 30, 30 to an hour long. Okay. Um, yeah, they said they're all like half an hour, 10 episodes. Oh, 30 minutes. Here. Yeah, they're 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and there's only been two seasons. That's interesting. With the new season coming out, May twenty third, May twenty third. Um, yeah, and it does look like it follows, like you said, his friends. Um, directed by um, Aziz, but not. Maybe he's not starring in the season. Maybe not. Interesting direction. Hmm. I guess you know. I guess you have. I guess when Ernesto, when you watch it, you gotta tell me about it. <laughs> tell definitely. Me how that all works out. Yeah, you'll definitely be um, hearing about this one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, so now over to HBO Max, you can see the return of Legendary, 
available to stream right now, along with the WB premiere of Those Who Wish Me Dead, starring Angelique Jolie. This is one of the uh, same day as theater releases. Uh, this looks like an interesting film. Uh, <laughs> uh, I believe the director is the same. Hold on, let me look this up real quick. If I'm not mistaken, Ernesto, this might be the same... No, it's not. Uh, something was the same. I, no, I'm sorry, it's the same writer. The writer of Without Remorse is the same writer for that film I just mentioned. Oh, okay. So he's he's a busy guy. He's coming out. Like, Those Who Wish Me Dead, starring Angelina... Jo- An- Angelina... Angelina... Nope. Angelina. Angelina Jolie. There it you is. You got it. Um, thank you. <laughs> that is out on May 14th, so in a couple of days at the time of recording. And if you missed seeing Wonder Woman 1984 the first time around, well, starting on May 13th, the film makes its grand return to the streaming service. So it looks like that if you missed it in its first month run, and then it does whatever it does, and then it comes back in May, you're looking at about, I don't know, a four-month departure, and then it comes back to the streaming service? Yeah. So that's that's, that's, not, not, bad. that's not too bad. If, no. you, if you miss it the first time, it's like, oh, you only got to wait, like, at that point, three months for it to come back around. Um, so, yeah, so Wonder Woman's make, come, making its return uh, on May 13th. And also, for the first time to streaming services, t- Christopher Nolan's Tenet is now available to stream. So, if you didn't make it to the theater or you didn't rent it at your local Redbox or wherever you rent your movies, as long as you got that HBO Max subscription, it's all there. <laughs> all... Two and a half hours of confusingness, but also really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can watch that right now. Over on Amazon Prime, the Academy Award-winning director Barry Jenkins presents his new series called The Underground Railroad on May 14th. Hulu says goodbye to Shrill for its final season. That's available to stream right now. And Disney Plus debuted their newest Star Wars animated series, The Bad Batch, on May the 4th. And later this month, they're going to debut their upcoming new film, Cruella, on May 28th. That will be available in theaters and on Disney Plus with premiere access. Ernesto, uh, I guess since we're on it, I'm going to quickly mention it. I saw the first episode of The Bad Batch. It's like, it, it, it's, it feels like a movie because it's only about an hour. It's about an hour and some change. Mm. And it kind of just sets off the series. And it was really good. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they, they they did a good start. Like they really like coming off of the Clone Wars, going into the Bad Batch. Uh, I think it's a nice transition. And so if you're any Star Wars fans out there and you're missing some new Star Wars, that's a good one to dive into. But anyway, that's all we. Ha- that's all the the news and what's new to streaming this month on your streaming services. As always, you can hop over to our social media channels on Instagram at box office underscore bingers. And on Facebook for all of the latest news, as well as what's new to streaming, and especially on Fridays, Ernesto, when we tell them what's new to stream on the day of. We're not even telling you to go to the post. We're, we're putting you right there every week, so you can we're reminding you. If you're like, I'm just sitting at home, I'm like, man, I don't know what to watch. Let's hop, let's hop over to Box Office Bingers. We'll let you know. We'll let you know what you. to watch. We got you. Don't worry about it. Um, anyway, that's all the news we have for you guys this week. Um, so with that, we're going to move over to what you watch. And as Ernesto teased earlier, he has a lot. He has a lot that he's watched. So what do, what do you got going on? 
what if we got here and I was like, I actually don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> I teased a whole bunch of nothing. Like, <laughs> like, I actually have nothing. I got, I, I got nothing. Uh, back to you, Matt. <laughs> no. So starting off, me, as you know, uh, this past April, in April, uh, Handmaid's Tale season, season four has yes. dropped. And they dropped mm-hmm. the first three episodes. And you know... I was kind of shitting on last season a little bit, yeah. but damn, Did they, they they got me. They <laughs> they're like they're like hold my beer, Ernesto. That's basically <laughs> what they fucking said. They're like, oh, you weren't as impressed with season three? Oh, well, I see. Sh- strap in, motherfucker, because here comes season four. Oh, they, you didn't like season they, three? Oh, okay, okay, that's that's fine. That's fine. I will say, like, I was skeptical, but. They they're taking it in a really I'm very happy with the direction they're taking it. Um, you're getting a, to see a lot more behind the scenes of this dystopian uh, society mm-hmm. that Elizabeth Moss finds herself finds herself in. Um, there's something that happens in season three to the children of this world, um, but they put them. I don't, I don't even want to give it away, but I'm I'm exploring what they're doing with the kids in in this sh- in this season. Okay. Uh, it was also season episode three had a free for those who saw it know had a crazy ending, and it was just nice to see that the direct the episode was directed by Elizabeth Moss. Oh it's Like wow. I, I don't know I don't know what it is, but it just seems like when a ca- when an actor gets really invested in a work. Like they let him direct an episode, and then they just seem to come through. Like look at Jason Bateman's uh, of episodes of Ozark. Like that's a like a perfect example. Like mm-hmm. to me, it was on that it was on that same caliber. That's how good this episode was. Like just from start wow. to finish. Yeah, this Pretty season's good. definitely got me hooked again. All right, so they ate your words. Like all right, I'm a Handmaid's Tales fan again. All right, sorry, sorry, I ever doubted you. Yeah. Now and so they dropped the first three that first week, and then now we're on the weekly. They're doing a weekly uh, drop. The week, the weekly watch. The weekly watch. Um, we're we're probably gonna we're just we're trying to watch week to week, but we're just so busy that we're mm-hmm. gonna just catch back up when we can. We might watch maybe like a few in the middle, and then after yeah. it ends, we'll probably finish it. But that's the beauty of streaming is that that's it doesn't right. is that it doesn't matter when you actually catch on. So you don't no, have you, to watch it week to week. You could just watch other shit. <laughs> you can, and whenever it suits you. And also, the only thing you have to worry about is spoilers. But other than that, if like that doesn't typically come across your feed, you're good to go. You can watch things however you want to. Oh, I'm like a I, – I, maybe it's just because I've been doing it for so long. I'm like a ninja with spoilers. I see like any kind of screenshot or anything. Or if I know, yeah. if I know it's something big that a lot of people want to talk about, we'll either watch mm-hmm. it to get get it out of the way yeah, or exactly I just like – or I just yeah. – I, like I just go dark. Like I don't check my phone. Like I don't yeah. want to accidentally see a meme and give it away like – Mm-hmm. I've had like what's ma- a, what's a social media? I don't know what that is. Like, I don't know what that is. What what is Facebook? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is this? Uh, <laughs> and me and me and you know me and the wife we've been on a we've been kind of on a slum since Superstore ended. So oh, we knew, yeah. we wanted to find like another sitcom. So right, I had already seen the first se- first four seasons, but she had never seen it. So we're starting Brooklyn Nine Nine together. Oh yes! Oh man, I love that show. Yeah, so do I. At, at first, I was kind of nervous. Like I was watching her. I was like, "You're doing like the the test." Like <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "Ha ha ha!" 
Like watching it. Like, did you laugh? Did you think that was funny? Oh, you thought that was funny. Okay, we can keep going. <laughs> yeah, you're doing like the like like the side eye. Like you're you're wa- like you're watching it, yeah. and there's like like do you like it too? Like, can we continue this together? Is this a, is an us thing? Is it a me thing? Like, yeah. it's, it's it's like it's like you're dating again. It's like, oh no, do you like me? I like you. Like, do I? I don't want to say anything wrong about something. Or is this a ride that we're gonna get on together? Do I need yeah. to stay on by myself? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, what's, what's, how how is this gonna go? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but then I got the green. She's like, oh, I like it. Like, we'll we'll watch this one. It's like good. I good. think. It's got a lot of. Se- I think Brooklyn Nine Nine has quite a few seasons. Oh yeah, yeah. Like You're talking seven, six, seven, something I, like that. Oh, you want to take eight? a guess? I'll, I'll give you the answer. You, I think you got it's one eight. guess. You um, think it's eight? I'm gonna go with eight. Eight or nine? Oh, which one? Nine. I'm gonna go with nine. nine. Overshot it. Should have went with eight. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so currently there are seven seasons out right now. The eighth one comes out at the end of the year. So, oh, okay. so the eighth will be the last season. So, yeah. Oh, we're gonna catch up. We'll be. We'll probably catch up right at, to watch it at the end. Yeah, I mean, I remember. I, I was. I was always like. I for me, Brooklyn Nine Nine always fell with Superstore and The Good Place. Where yeah. like I would just watch those weekly. You might fall behind. You catch up on a few episodes. Like you do like a little mini binge, and then you get yourself back up again. And yeah, like I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. I was watching it from day one. It had it had my interest, and um, yeah, I'm all caught up with it. So I'm glad that you guys are hopping on the train around that. And I realized like we really like we really enjoy like sitcoms like that, like The Good mm-hmm. Place. I think the next one maybe I'll hop her onto is The Good. I don't think she's watched The Good Place yet. Good Place is good. I mean that's oh, obviously more. Oh, it's yeah, a little it's... bit. It's a little bit more serious. A little bit, yeah. But also, like that one has a story. Mm. Like you got you got to watch each episode. Like like with these other shows, you can probably just watch one and get the tone, and then you can skip around if you want to. That's fair. That's, that's but like point. but with a good place, it's got to be one, two, three, four. Yeah. That's that's true. That's a good that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, also, I finished Made for Love season one. Oh, on how was HBO that? HBO Max. Um, so it was a little weird. But but it was but it was like a good weird like just some of the story elements was weird like Ray Romano was like her estranged father and like he's having this like really intense intimate relationship with like a sex robot not like a no. like a but like a, not like a blow up doll like a six thousand dollar yeah 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 thing like a really intense one you know I I don't know it was just overall it was a good story just some crazy and weird shit happening with the characters but it just and then it kind of just shows like what people, the extents that people go through to just try to find love in life. But do you do you know if this is a uh, an ongoing thing or is it does see it does seem like they set up for another for the next for another season for season two. Okay, all right. I don't know if it's been picked up for a season two, but right, it's the story definitely set up for an, for another season where they gotcha. ended it. Gotcha. Um, I'm almost done with. Uh, Damn, what a search party! The one that search Nick party, rec- right? Yeah, it's it's not bad. It it just gets a little bon. It's it's at a point now where it's getting bonkers. Like just shit's mm. just getting like you know where things just get wonky and like it kind of makes sense, but like yeah, it kind of like lost its groundedness. Yes, uh, it, that's yeah, the it, perfect. It almost, yes, exactly. It. <laughs> it it almost sounds like that. Like this was good. Kind of maybe it, it almost like it's it's reached its point maybe or um uh or I'm sorry it reached its peak 
or you have, uh, you know, they would like it was like a great first season with a solid concept, but then it got popular and people wanted to watch it more, and then it, they started like making the, the the story going crazier and crazier. Yeah, I've, we've seen this happen before many times. Yeah, it it definitely see it feels like that that's what's happening. Like, cause just shit's mm, just okay. shit's just going shit's just getting crazy, and then like there's story elements that were important that nobody's explored since season one. And like me, that was like, like five minutes ago, but this is like three years. That's like two seasons. That's like three years ago. And we still haven't talked about this one important thing that happened. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I think I remember watching, I think it was weeds. Mm -hmm. If I, if I remember correctly, that they had like this storyline that for me, I was like fully invested in, but then like, excuse me, that, they went into like a new season and I guess with the new season, they just dropped it and they never went back into it. And so I guess your expectation of the season, you expected it to be like, we're going to continue this particular storyline, but then like something happens and they just like, all right, well, we're just, we're going to veer this way and not really mention that ever again. Yeah. It's like, I guess this never happened. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And you're like, but why that had such good potential? Like, yeah, but you know, the actor didn't want to come back or we didn't feel like exploring that. So we're just going to move over here now. Um, that's interesting with that you say with search party. So it looks like it's reaching its, it sounds like you're at the point of no return though. Yeah. Like at this point, like I've already, I've already, I think this, I'm in the fourth season is what I'm in now. It just, I hope mm. that this is the last season, but I don't think that it is. <laughs> <laughs> you think it was going on for more? I think that I mean, it just, it, it just came out. That's what so, I'm saying. Yeah. But they would have no, listed it. No, it does say it as, season five. That's what I'm saying. They would have listed it as the final mm-hmm. season. Right. So, yeah. It looks like they're continuing. Yeah. Well, let's see how. I'll let you know how this season ends. Because I'm yeah. already at this point. I'm already at this point. I'm already strapped in. I'm already here. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, also, I think it just dropped. I think it just came out either this month or last month. But things heard and seen on Netflix. Oh, yeah, that, that's a film? Or, yeah, that's or, a film I mean, on Netflix. I mean, sorry, a, a film or... Uh, okay. It's with this girl, uh, Amanda Seyfried, is the, is the, main, act, is the main lead. Um, okay. It was weird. It had a great setup. <laughs> it was great. It was great until the last 10 minutes of the movie. Like, there were some oh, really great... There were some really great scary parts. Like, they had a really great setup. And then they were building up to, like, something, like, really epic happening. And then, like things for the finale happen and we were just like well we just wasted like two hours of our life for nothing wow the the ending is just so disappointing and it's like like it ended and it's like what like uh, it's not even that i want more it's that i i wanted you to finish telling me the story that you were telling me (laughs) like you didn't you didn't really finish the story (laughs) Did it feel like um, most recently the the first movie that comes to mind is like the little things, like for me it didn't really live up. Like it was fine during the beginning and the middle, but then it really like tanked at the end. Yeah, <laughs> almost yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Very okay. exactly like that. <laughs> all right, all right. Now, that's unfortunate. Like it, the movie is only as good as if you can stick the landing. Yeah. And when you can stick the landing, it's just like, but why? Like but it's almost worse. The pieces there. It's I almost know, it worse. Is, it is almost worse. Yeah, it, it, it hits a little bit harder because you invested this much time into it. You're expecting your expectations in it. You know, actually, you know what this sounds like? This sounds exactly like the Undoing. 
like when we, when we were <laughs> yeah. building up. We're like, oh, it's so, good, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. The only difference is we spent five hours watching it. I would say maybe five and a half because we were still invested in that final episode. But it was the last ten minutes. We were like, oh. what is happening? Like, what? Yeah, what like, is oh, happening that's... to the show that we're watching? <laughs> Is is it over? The credits are. There must be a post credit scene, right? Because that's that. This is how they're not. They're not ending it like this. There's no and, way that uh, that's the end. Oh yeah, yep, and they did. And that yep, is the it. end of that. <laughs> yeah. It, it, if 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 anyone out there is making a movie, please do the ending right. <laughs> that's all we ask. Stick the ending. <laughs> that's what you need to do. That's stick, the most stick, important thing. Thank. Yeah, you heard it here first at Box Office Bingers. Stick stick the landing. Stick the ending. Uh, it's important in a movie for us for watching it. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's all I got. Okay. Pretty, pretty solid, well-rounded list you got going on yeah. there. You started, you started a new show, you got a movie in, or, you know, you finished up a show, you, um, uh, I feel like I'm missing one, but a lot, a lot of shows in there. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and I mean, this is not including obviously the two films we reviewed this, this week. Of course. Of course and also, yeah. um, you know, we're setting up for other stuff that we're recording on later this month. Exactly. So yeah, a lot. We, we they don't call us box office bingers for nothing, and whoever for calls nothing. us that, uh, we call ourselves that. But I'm not sure if any, if anyone else calls us that, that'd be great. But yeah, it'd be nice. That. You could let us know. <laughs> <That'd be> nice. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Let us know if you call us that or not. Uh, you can email us at box office uh, binge box at com. There you go. That was so um, that was so smooth, Matt. You did that so nice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, great. So um, I started, or not started. I watched a movie called Kajillionaire, and it stars. Um, wow, I forgot her name already. I had it. I had it all set up, and then I lost it. Let me get that back. Um, it stars Evan Rachel Wood, who is Dolores from mm-hmm. uh, the West Westworld. Westworld, yeah. And uh, Richard Jenkins uh, is a father, and it's a a woman's life is turned upside down when her criminal parents invite an outsider to join them on a major heist that they're planning. This is pretty much one of those shows where it's like it's very like an oddball situation. These are very weird. This is a very weird family that kind of like have these different. Um, they're like they're like con artists, like found a way to uh, reach like they they found like a key that works in like a mailbox, and then from there. They put their hand through the box so they can get to the other side of it, and then they get the mail from there, and they're hoping their things inside the mail, uh, mm-hmm. in the other person's mailbox. So like stuff like that, and then like they whatever they they find over like on the streets, they're like um, I guess they're also scavengers. Like they're con artists, they're scavengers. Uh, they take. It, it was a very strange movie, and then you have uh, Gina Rodriguez who pops in the mix, and kind of shakes up a little bit and then there is this weirdly enough there's like uh, they live in this um office space that has this pink foam that comes out of the walls (laughs) and they have to clean it up as part of their arrangement so they can get cheap rent it it was a very strange uh film with a very weird ending and uh it's kind of one of those that like the trailer gave it some interesting you know a premise of like these this oddball family trying to kind of make their way around the world their way by um, by being scavengers and um, it's just weird it was just just a weird movie uh, okay. it's not streaming anywhere but um, you know if anyone likes weird movies I definitely would recommend that um, 
<laughs> and uh, I also saw the new Tom Hanks movie, News of the World. Mm. That was uh, nominated for like cinematography and a lot and best score, you know, a couple of the technical awards that was out there. I also got that from the library, and it was it was pretty solid, you know. It, it like it it was it's weird to see uh, Tom Hanks kind of run around because it, like he had like a lot of movement in that movie, like mm. like it was like a western. So like he's like over there like gunslinging, like shooting people up, and I was like that's. That's not you, Tom Hanks. You don't, you don't do that. You, you play like you're Mr. Rogers. You're you're Walt Disney. You don't <laughs> go around shooting people. What are you doing over there, Tom Hanks? But it was an interesting role for him to play because he was, and and also, like again, he has an amazing voice and like his demeanor. And so he would like his role in life is to go around to small towns and just read them the news. Like he collects all the newspaper, they're not maybe well educated, or maybe they're not have easy resources to get the news. So he like sets up a, a town meeting and people can pay him. I think it's like as cheap as like 10 cents. And they sit in a room and they listen to him read the news. And it's, it's so like, I like that concept of it. And then he runs into a little girl who then goes on a journey to get her back home while he's also doing his job. So it was an interesting movie. I feel like it's also one of the situations where they didn't I – didn't, I didn't know really where to end it. And where they ended it uh, didn't really feel, um, I guess, not, not justified. But, like, I guess I didn't really care for the ending that much. Like, the ending was fine, but I feel like they could have done more with the story. Um, so another another good watch. I definitely recommend anyone giving that a look uh oh you know it was it was all right i i enjoyed it much more than the kajillionaire movie that i saw and um and the last thing that i watched was uh the making of the falcon and the winter soldier on disney plus oh and that? and that was that was really good that was like 10 times better than the making of wandavision that that disney plus also had like they dive in when i when i what i really like about documentaries for for many different reasons but i don't like documentaries that it just feels like they're advertising the the show or the movie that they were already on like when they when an actor sits, sits down they're like so how, how did it feel to come back and play you know bucky again like oh it was great i had a we had a great time on set like that didn't tell me anything <laughs> like I, I don't i don't want you to sit in a chair and tell me you had a good time that, that that's just like you know you're not saying anything but in this documentary, they they dived into um, you know the the hiccup with COVID and mm. how they had to do the work around that. They talked about the very heavy subject matter that they were doing, especially within the dialogue and dealing with today's society and uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and what they're trying to do with this new version of Captain America. Uh, they even dived into the vis effects a lot. Um, obviously, there's the obvious ones that dives into visual effects. But there's one, there's a couple, Ernesto, that some people don't even think it needs a visual effects. And I'll kind of uh, explain one of them. So, you know, like when you wear any type of clothing, right? You know, you're looking at your shirt right now, there might be wrinkles or like me, you know, like a collar might be a little wonky. Well, when these superheroes come out, you're like, they got to be flawless. So, but the, but the costume, you know, it does what a shirt does. It does what a, uh, a costume would do. So... They had to go around and like make sure everything was perfect, like in the collar line, like it, it's looking nice and neat, like a he, superhero costume would do. 
And so I'm like, I thought you would think they just put it on and it's just fitting. Yeah. But no, like they 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 like they they focus on those little details to make sure it looks perfect no matter where the shot is. And I was like, man, that is some interesting stuff there. That's intense. And I feel attention like to detail. It's in, absolutely, especially when I mean when Marvel has all the money in the world to do so, I guess you can you know make sure that it looks great and like everything looks the way you want it to look. And so, like, those are just some of the stuff that I found interesting in the documentary alone. They dived into the costume. They dived into, you know, bringing back um, the Wakandans and wanted to bring in that story element into it. Uh, bringing back Zemo. Uh, you know, having this story be the transition between Falcon to Captain America. Um, they even talked about Isaiah Bradley and wanted to incorporate his story. Like, it was a great... It was only one hour, but it was a great documentary that really encompassed what the show was about. So if you watch The Falcon and Winter Soldier, I definitely recommend using this as like a, you know, following up with the behind the scenes because I definitely enjoyed a lot from it. Ernesto, I'm not sure. Did you watch uh, WandaVision or, or Falcon and Winter Soldier behind the scenes? Mm-mm. No. No, no. Yeah, I, I definitely recommend giving it a shot um, because there's some good stuff there as well. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's all I've been watching, so not 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 too much. Uh, but now we're gonna dive in to one of our spoiler review, and no, that that didn't make any sense. Let me let me restart. <laughs> let me restart that. I forgot where I was going with that. Uh, let's now dive into our spoiler review of one of our spoiler reviews, which is this one be the first one. I'm still screwing it up, but we're not right now. We're going to do our spoiler review on Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. There, I got that out. I'm not sure was, what I was trying to that say. That was classy. <laughs> <laughs> You're so smooth, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> right? It, it felt smooth. I know. Um, so, uh, so Tom Clancy's Without Remorse available on Amazon Prime. So, Ernesto, we'll start with you. What were your thoughts on the film? I'm actually, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I'm always down for a Michael B. Jordan action film. Um, it was good. I mean, kind of not really a whole lot to say about it because it's very, you know, mm-hmm. it kind of, it, it's the the movie in your face. It is what it is. Like, you know, like halfway through yeah. the movie, I was like, all right, so this is what they're like. Obviously, they're trying to start a war with Russia. And then he's like, don't you know? trying to start a war they're trying to start a war with russia it's like we figured that out 20 minutes ago <laughs> but you know Where have you been but you know what i mean like it was just a very much like your run-of-the-mill action movie like they set him mm. up and then it, it was he was very much trying to get back vengeance um i mean i did think it was a little nuts some i mean some of the action and fight choreography was really was really nice like especially in the house when they were trying to get him what's funny is that like they they killed the power to try to to throw him off so they wouldn't notice, but actually them killing the power is actually what let him know that they were in the house. <laughs> that yes, that exactly. that part that that part actually backfired on him. But damn, it was pretty yes. brutal. I mean, they obviously they didn't show you it. They showed you a little bit of his wife getting shot in bed, like shot in the stomach, shot in the head. That yeah, was... I mean, I mean, they just showed like someone underneath the covers, and then him just shooting at the bed, and we assumed obviously that. She had she had died, uh, but they never showed the body. For maybe, no. maybe that that was a that was enough though. Choice not to that show. that was yeah. definitely that was definitely enough. We didn't need to we definitely didn't need to see more than that. Um, so I had an opinion before I in this, but this was before I saw the post credit scene. 
So at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan dumps uh, Guy Pierce into the. They go. They both go for a dive, and but then you know his friend. Yeah. His friend saves him at like. I don't know. If, it seemed like it was part of the plan, like to get him out. I I, I think so. Without seeing the post credit scene, I would have preferred him to have died down in the hole, down at the lake with him. Really? Okay. I felt like that. I don't know. I just felt like it would have been more of like a like a like a more impactful ending. Because you know, like because he was on this, he was on. Yeah, he got his vengeance, and like you know, he kept saying he had nothing else. He had nothing else to live for. But then Mm -hmm. you know, wasn't until actually right before we were recording this episode, we we you know we both watched the post credits, the mid post credit scene, which Mm -hmm. basically. They're universe building for the. They're doing universe building for the Tom Clancy like Rainbow Six. Right, it's like, right. It's like we're gonna call it Rainbow. Why? It's personal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, calm down, Liam. <laughs> I will find you. I will find you. I will kill you. Why? Why? It's personal. Don't worry about it. But I mean, to me, one of the most. The movie was pretty brutal. But the one, the the one. The ones in the beginning was probably the most brutal. Like when after they come back yes. and the guy's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go take out the trash." Goes to take out the trash, and oh he just God, gets. Yeah. <laughs> we were me and my wife were watching. We were when that happened. We were like, we were not ready for what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> and then that guy just gets just jump out of your seat like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" <laughs> I was like, "Do you think he's dead?" Like, yeah. He's dead. <laughs> There's no he's, coming back from that. Not, he rolled under the car. Back. He didn't go over. Yeah, he no, went he's, under. He's done. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> he's definitely. He's, he's most he's definitely gone. done. Sorry. I'm not uh, sure if you connected with him um, in a deeper level, but you got to stop that because he's gone now. Like his friend getting shot, getting shot in the car. That was pretty intense. Mm-hmm. And I think what was one of the coolest scenes was him fighting all the guards and stuff in jail. Like he oh, had the floor wet, and he was just messing them up left and right. <laughs> I literally, um, uh, I literally wrote that in my notes. Michael B. Jordan is about to go full creed on their asses. <laughs> I was thinking the exactly... same thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, Adonis Creed that's is about exactly to whoop somebody's he... ass. <laughs> like he's like filling up the, the 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 sink up and like getting the floor wet, and then he's like wrapping around like the 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 sheet around his arm. Like he's going full creed on them. And like he's, he's like, like all right, open up. that door, mother. <laughs> <laughs> open that door, motherfucker. I, I dare you. I dare you to open that door. And then sure enough, open the door and he just goes berserk on them. My wife's like, why is he? She's like, why is he doing that? I was like, actually, it's pretty smart because then if people punch him, the punches are gonna slide off the water, so they're not gonna they're not gonna stick the it's not gonna stick as hard, and then the floor is wet. I said it's pretty smart. (laughs) But not only that, the reason why he's doing that because it's a really good build up moment. Yeah, like it also made for a great build up. Water going everywhere. Yeah, like the, the. the music is like you know you know intensifying and it's like dan, dan, and you're like oh something something some shit's about to go down right now and like he's keep doing you all the work he some needs next. to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, or, I mean overall overall was good. It was a little the plot was a little predictable, but um it was not really much more i expected from this movie if that makes sense that okay didn't take so it, it didn't take away for yeah it met my expectations it didn't really take away from my enjoyment it was some good like you know covert operation like military mm-hmm. action movie so it's pretty much exactly what i expected 
Yeah, I thought it was a pretty solid film. I was actually really into it more the first half of the movie than I was the second half, uh, to be yeah. honest with you. Like, I love the opening shot because literally, like, the, the film opens with the title card, you know, f- you know, fades into the first scene. You see some guy walking. Boom, somebody from the water grabs him. And I was like, oh, okay. That just happened. I wasn't expecting that. Like, <laughs> I'm thinking, like, I... Like I thought we were getting some buildup first. You know, you know, sometimes you get the bad guy scenes, they're walking around the facility, and then all of a sudden, like, you see like maybe a sniper up top and they're like getting ready to do some shit. I'm like, no, the shit's happening right now. And then they just grab them from the water. And like for me that really like grabbed my attention. Um, obviously like the execution home invasion scene that followed afterward was was pretty intense. I liked how I liked like Michael B. Jordan's fighting style and and like the the, the way that they choreographed certain fight scenes it just felt like he was and that just a testament to his character it always felt like he was the smartest person in the room and i got that vibe like he was very creative very um savvy like uh what's the word i don't know what the word to use but like he's um tactical strategic strategic yeah like he's aware of his surroundings resourceful that's the word Mm, like he like he surveys the area sees what's available grabs them uses to to his advantage and I thought that was very much uh, served well, obviously, in the prison scene. But even before that, in the home invasions, like, you know, he was, you know, he found the gun that he had on his person or just kind of using the, you know, the darkness like, uh, on his advantage and not theirs, even though they had, like, knife vision goggles. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought, like, the opening to that leading into the prison scene, another great action sequence. And then it kind of lost me a little bit once we got out of it. Like once the story happened and they were like, I need to be on this mission because this guy killed my wife. And then honestly, when they started diving into more of the story is when I started losing me because like you said before, it was getting a little bit predictable and like your typical action plot that you would put into this scenario. Um, Also, I think one of my favorite scenes was when he was trying to get the um i guess the one of the head guys of it was before he went to prison the reason why he went to prison and like he he's oh like, yeah all i need is an he's like all i need is a name and he got that name and like literally he like drowned himself in alcohol pretended to be drunk to like survey the the area and then, he, and then like he, he, yeah yeah disgusting uh just to make it you know real make it feel like he was a drunk and an alcoholic. And then like he's the man that he needed leaving the facility. Then he's driving close behind him. Then there's two cars that he needs to get rid of. One, he calls 911. And so they, the cops take care of the first car. And then he just rams into the second car and puts gasoline over it, lights it on fire. And then to be more of a badass, he jumps in the car and he's like, I don't care if I die right now. I want that information. You're going to die anyway. I don't care if I die. So, like that's that's a I did I I did not expect him walking into that car. Whew. Like that was uh, he. I think the it's like the spirit he brought to that character is what is what I resonated mm-hmm. with. I mean, because I was like, oh my God, I can only imagine like if somebody came into my house and like killed my whole family, like like Punisher type shit. Like that's 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 oh, yeah, that's God, that's where yeah. that's that's where my that's where my head's at. Like you know. So, I mean, yeah, I get it. That's he exactly was, what happened. So imagine you do that to somebody who's trained in this kind of shit, who's trained to take oh, yeah. people out like that. Like, this is what he's going to do. 
He shot, yeah. shot him like, in the lung. He's like, oh, guess what? Your lungs, ble- your lung is bleeding out. Yeah. Kind of like how my wife. You, did. You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, like he did, he did not give a fuck. But that again, totally added to his character. Um, and honestly, that was the only character I really resonated with. Obviously, because we spent the most time with him. Like um, his his co star, um, the what's what was her name? Um, uh, it's Karen, Karen Greer, Greer, played by Jodie yeah, Turner Greer, Smith. Play, Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was okay. Like I didn't really connect with her. Jamie Bell, who played Robert Ritter, was like he. The film was leading him as the questionable bad guy. Like obviously, like really hard. They're like, don't trust this guy. He's making questionable decisions, and he is the bad guy. And they really pushed that home. And then all of a sudden, Guy Pierce show up. I was not expecting him in the movie at all. Yeah. Like, oh, Guy Pierce, what are you doing here? It's like, oh, you are eventually the bad guy. Yeah. When did, when did you call him being the bad guy? Um, when he said he can go on the mission. I think that's when I started feeling. Also because, like, he was too nice. He's like, hey, I want you involved. He to the wanted, girl, right? Uh, yeah. Karen. He wanted Karen to be involved in the briefing and like double. I don't know. Yeah. It, it was. It was. It wasn't brain science or brain surgery to figure this out or anything. Like, yeah, the, like the, the, the plot wasn't that complicated to to see that. You know, I, I did. I still held my reserve if Robert Ritter was um, a bad guy or not. But having Guy Pierce in the mix, like if if you're really pushing for Ritter not to be the bad guy, and there is like a higher force, this movie's almost over. Where are you going with this? They can't go too many places. And I thought they spent a lot of time in that in that apartment building. Mm. Like they spent a a large amount of time. Like you know they they were looking for this guy. He ended up you know he's saying the system is rigged. The system you can't trust the system. He blows himself up and then he's stuck there. And they're and they're all stuck in this apartment building. And he ridiculously finds a way to get out of it. Which at a point I felt like that lasted too long. And like a little bit unrealistic, for like he's literally stumbling down the stairs, shooting like firing his gun, and, and yeah, and, and he's like and he's like kicking their ass. I'm like, like you have been shot at least twice now. There's no way you're winning this battle right now. <laughs> um, but he finds a way to stumble his way around. So like that part I didn't really buy. And then where the movie kind of lost it for me was the ending. I felt like that. And a little anticlimactic for me. I'm not sure. Did you feel the same way about the ending? Well, I told you I felt like it would have been better with... I felt like it would have been better if it was... um, If he had died down there with him. But, I mean, John Clark is like... This is... And I guess it's because I didn't... You know, I don't... I'm not big on the Tom Clancy literary universe. um, But he's like Mm -hmm. a... John... I guess John Clark is like one of the main characters. He starts the rant... I just looked it up. Like he looked up the he started Rainbow Six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, especially with the post-credit scene. But I guess what I'm saying is like I expected one more big action moment, one big shootout at the very end of it because we meet our main villain. But instead, we just got you know a little bit of a back and forth, and then he just runs into the into the water, and then he dies from drowning. Nah, I felt like that would have been too cheesy. Like a shootout with the okay. senator, like, what are you gonna you gonna shoot him out in front of the Capitol? Like that's not gonna happen. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, granted, a lot of it's un, un unbelievable too. I mean, he, how many times did he get shot in that hotel? 
and he a lived lot, a lot of, a lot of times. <laughs> a lot of times. Not only that, but not only did he live, he got out of it. Like going, like he went up. He literally started in the middle, went downstairs, went all the way to the roof, and then went all the way back down. And he still survived all of that. Like I don't know, I, I didn't buy it that much, and I felt like that that lasted way too long. It, they could have shortened that a little bit, but that was just me. So like, uh, I guess all in all. I thought it had a really strong start for me. And then a little bit, like, about the, the last part of the movie, that's when it kind of, like, simmered down. Or even the, the underwater scene, Ernesto, I've totally forgot about that, when they were on the plane, and they, 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 they shot the plane down, and he needed the re- he needed the bag with the resources, so he's, like, literally swimming down, going deeper into the water, and, like, you know, getting his way through, the like, the rubble of the plane to get the resources he needs. Another great scene. So I think they had great moments in there, um, and uh, definitely a lot, a lot of great moments in the front half. But then toward the back half, they kind of lacked a little bit for me. Yeah, yeah. It was. Right. I mean, like I said, it was. Right. It was okay. It was good. Okay. I'm. Uh, like, so like, I'm not really. Ca- so I don't know if I would. I don't know if I'm gonna jump when the next one comes out. I guess is what I will say. So it was like, so again, using this rating system that we've established here, kind of, sort of, um, it was just like, okay. It was okay. It was okay. It was a little, it was like a little bit more than okay, but it was, it was all right. It was fine. Okay. I see. uh, I would maybe go just a little bit up in that. I would say it was pretty good. Like, you know, but like, like, it wasn't, it's, yeah, exactly. Like, it's the way you say the word, like it's in the inflection. Cause like, oh, that was pretty good. No, that's not what I'm saying. It's like, it it was pretty good. But like. But it's better than it was pretty good. But it's like it was better than it was okay. Like you get you get you get the system there. Yeah, I get you. We're gonna have to build yeah. this out. We're gonna have to like yeah. get into the point that we're just gonna have to like build a physical meter, and we're just gonna have to just rate. We're gonna have to pick one. It was, it was I know some people use numbers, but I like this system. Better. I don't like the I don't you know I don't really like the numbers. I, I like I like our I, inflections because it it allows for it there to be some range. Like it's it was range, pretty good. Yeah. Right, it, was, it was pretty yeah. good. So like oh pretty good that's like towards the, that's yeah. towards the bottom towards okay but pretty yeah. good that's like oh that's close to really good <laughs> right exactly and then he's like oh that was amazing that was downright incredible like well now amazing that was exactly now it was a movie that I watched <laughs> oh yeah it was a movie that was made you know, it wasn't bad and it at the very bad. very very bad. bottom the Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> Irishman that's the zero sum <laughs> that's, that's not many movies hit that bar, ladies and gentlemen, but we'll let you know when they do. <laughs> oh, boy, will we let you know when they hits the Irishman. Um, and the Irishman was fine. It was, it was, it was fine. Was it, Matt? <laughs> it was all right. Um, but, yeah, so I, 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 I think we said our piece with, with Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. Yeah. Uh, great, great action. Um, I, uh, you know, a solid story. Ending was a little lacking, but maybe when it comes to the sequel, if they do make one, you know, I, we're here for Michael B. Jordan. Maybe let's beef up the story a little bit. Like, is that, is that the gist of it all? That sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. All right. It was, it was, it was all right. It was okay. It was right. uh, so yeah. there you go. That, <laughs> that was our spoiler review on Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, uh, available on Amazon Prime. So now, now we're going to move over to our foreign film of the month, 
which is Another Round, the Oscar-winning film of 2021, directed by Thomas Vinterberg, written by Thomas Vinterberg, stars Mad Mickelson, Ernesto. What were your thoughts on Another Round? I really enjoyed this movie. Like I'm, I can see, I can see how it won. Like I kind of wish I had watched it before the Oscars because I probably, I probably would have picked it as my win. Uh, but it mm-hmm. was, it was a great film. They, there was a lot of great elements they showed in there. Like it kind of centers around Mads Mikkelsen and these group, these four guys. I guess they're kind of like in like a midlife crisis. Like they're all kind of like a in a, bit. they're all like in a slum within their life and they get it in their heads that it would be a good idea to start drinking every day. And so they <laughs> they commit to like this social experiment of like slowly drinking and how that that quickly turned into like an addiction that just got obviously got out of control. Um Indeed you know it, it opens with those kids in in Denmark is it Denmark? Denmark, right? I think yeah, yeah, Denmark, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they're like partying in the streets, but this is what these high school kids are doing. And they're like, "Oh, You're yeah, high we should and you know, but that's just that's just part of the culture like that over there. And you know, then we get introduced to Mads Mikkelsen's character. Like nobody respects him in life. You know, the parents at school are yelling at him for giving the kids tests. Like his kids at home well, I, are not acknowledging like, him. Yeah, I think like I guess confused with that scene as well. Like the the parent teacher conference with all the teachers. But the way that I took it, it almost feel like that they weren't. Basically, they were telling him he wasn't a good teacher. Yeah, like I, exactly. I think, I think I think all the parents were kind of in agreement, and maybe the students had the same complaints that they weren't really learning anything in his class. So yeah. definitely, like you were saying, so much. I think all of them were in like in a midlife crisis. But then you know you see at that turn they're they're celebrating one of the guy. I don't remember who's, but it was somebody's 40th birthday, and he took that first drink like. When it hit his lips, like you can just see the expression on his face. He was just like, <laughs> "Fuck it," <laughs> and that's kind of like what started their spiral, you know. And then you see like, like going back, like one of his friends, his kid, like peed all over his stomach. That was disgusting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then also, but but they they kind of did a callback to that later in the film. Yeah, they did. Where he shows up so drunk that he peed the bed he peed the bed yeah and that was embarrassing and like and then that was very much embarrassing yes um but with with the i actually wrote down exactly what the theory is just to get some context for mm. uh, us moving on with our review so a philosopher had a theory that claims that it's sensible to drink um it's sensible to drink that humans are born with a blood alcohol content that 0.5 percent too low so to maintain that sensibility, one would have to drink about one to two glasses of wine a day. Claims that when you have a 0.5% blood, blood alcohol content, um, you're more relaxed, more posed, more open, more courageous in general. Basically, more you have more self, uh, self-confidence. Mm. So that was a theory that if you oh if you basically what it sounds like if you remain tipsy, you were. But it's not even you tipsy. Were able it's, like to, it's like a like a loose like a buzz almost. A loose buzz, yeah. But that would give you more confidence that I guess these guys were looking for in their individual lives. Yeah. You know, but then then we 
you know, it sound it started great in the beginning because you see all of them they start they start being more engaged because they are dr- slightly drunk. They're becoming more engaged in mm-hmm. everything that they're doing, but then like as an addiction, you know, their their body becomes accustomed to it. And they're like, oh, well, maybe we right. just need to, maybe we, and then it starts the slow increase. Well, maybe we need to go a little bit more. Maybe we need to go a little more. You see Martin, when he comes, he slams his head on the door, making his nose bleed after he started incre- yep. increasing his daily amount. You know, the guy, the coach on the soccer field, when the little kid was asking him for water, he's like, no, <laughs> no don't drink my water. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, and then he we start like, to hey, see. Give him his water. He's like, why? Yeah, you, you have water. Him. No, this no, is, no, not my water. Gotta, we're, 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 we're a team. you, you got to share. Drink yeah. your water. <laughs> I'm going to drink mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got you see. Actually kicking it. And then one of the other teachers was, like, encouraging one of the students to drink before his test. That was. Yeah. It's like you just gotta it'll loosen you up. Don't tell anybody I to, I did this, but we're gonna yeah. drink before this test. <laughs> yeah, we're we're definitely gonna do this. <laughs> you know, um, it gets to the point where obviously, you know, Martin gets so messed up. He ended up at his neighbor's. He was like his head was all bloody. You know, unfortunately, one of the four friends, Tommy, died. You know, Martin gets divorced. Um. And then we kind of see, like, the the turning point for all of them. You know, they all go on Christmas break. I guess that, you know, they all came to the realization, like, maybe they need to stop and check out. Um, mm-hmm. I even like when they were talking about it. And then Martin's like, oh, I'm good. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna head out. And then he sees them all drinking that drink. And he looks at it. And then he's like, nah, fuck it. Like, he just had another fuck it yeah. moment, like, where he relapsed. Well, and then that's what caused, the you know, the, him getting divorced and stuff like that. Yeah, well, that 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 was an interesting scene because obviously they they went just I think slightly too far. No, that's right. They were getting they were getting uh, reckless yeah. because like people think that they were uh, like people were getting suspicious. They found the alcohol in the school and they were thinking that the, the students were drinking, it. but it's really yeah, exactly. Um, they thought the students were doing like hiding and drinking around the school, but it obviously it was really them. And so I think they're like, okay, we're gonna get caught. We should stop doing this. And then they wanted to, because throughout the movie, they were like slowly increasing the amount of alcohol they were drinking per day. And then at one point, it looks like they just wanted to spend like a weekend. And like, well, if we, how, like, what's our max? We want to find out what our max peak is. Let's get obliterated. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, just like, it was a very interesting direction to put these characters because I understand the idea of getting just like a little bit of a buzz to get that more confidence. And then as you can see with Mads Mikkelsen, he drank just a little bit more and he was, he was able to get more out of his day. He was able to do like more things he wanted to do, but just, he only increased it slightly. And then they took that. Right. Exactly. And then they said, well, how far can we push this? And that's where they screwed up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I definitely like the way that it ended. Like they basically, they, I like the journey that I really enjoyed the journey that they brought you on. They kind of showed you how like one, like how that one drink and one idea turned into like a full on alcohol addiction. Like they were all like mm-hmm. to the point where they were probably physically, you know, physically already physically, um, addicted to, to alcohol. 
you know, oh, drinking, I mean, they, they, all, drinking pretty much every day. You know, then they would start breaking the rules a little bit. They showed that a yep. little bit, you know, when they just when they started to increase more and more. But it's it's interesting because like, you know, what what they did, they kept justifying like, oh, it's just a little bit more, it's just a little bit more, mm-hmm. and then what, and then what that what that small incremental change over time, what that turned it, what that actually turned into. Yeah, and there was a a, a good scene where they're like, we're not alcoholics. Alcoholics can't. They don't have the ability to stop drinking, but we do. So we're not alcoholics. But I, I'm not saying at any point of the movie that they that they were, but they definitely got addicted to to their either either the alcohol or to their uh, the journey or the the high that they were getting when they were reaching that certain point of you know their their peak potential, I guess. Um, but then obviously one of their friends ended up did you know getting i guess he i guess he did turn into an alcoholic because he was reaching for it often and then he ended up dying because of it like it looks like that he just fell off the the boat the boat is, is that like that, that would be that's yeah. kind of what i got from that too it looks like he went out just you know drunkenly went to the boat and then he um uh i guess he must have fell off and you know he unfortunately passed away which was very unexpected I did not see the movie going in that direction that one of the one of the four were going to die. Um, I did a little bit enjoy the scene where before all that happened, where they decided to get really drunk and the music was like playing and they were just all dancing together, just all having a great time. Yeah, like and, on the dock. I really I, I love that part of the ending. Like they kind of were. No, 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 not the ending before that. It was when like, OK, so the scene was like before they, they had like that big drinking marathon like they wanted to reach the the maximum and so during that process they're like dancing having a good time and then one of the guys is like oh my god i need i need fish and then it cuts to them at the market oh yeah and they all (laughs) they all can't stand and he's like i need i need fresh cod he's like we don't have fresh we just have frozen he's like but but why don't you have fresh caught? And it instantly cuts to them on the dock trying to catch the fish. Trying to catch fish water. with little nets and shit. Yes. <laughs> so I die laughing. That was, that was pretty funny. And then they went to a bar and they just acceded to that. Um, but then, so like they, they had like their good, happy moments. But then toward the end, and this is kind of the part where I have questions about. Because obviously the alcoholism led to... Like that guy's, I guess both of their marriage. Like what? What led one person to death, um, the other one to be in jeopardy of his marriage. The our main uh, Mads Mikkelsen to lead into a divorce, which then he found out that his wife was cheating on him. Yeah. Which I did not see coming Neither either. I. I did not see that she was the one that was like committing adultery. I guess. And like he got mad at her instead of the other way around. It's like I'm mad at you because you're drinking and you're not present and all that stuff. Um. And then, and, and honestly, I didn't know where the movie was kind of going with that idea of they all decided not to drink because they went too far. They decided to abandon the project. And at the end of the day, we really didn't know what happened with the with that the wife and this kid and the baby. They didn't really dive into what happened after all of the turmoil. Um, it looks like they were just like working it out. And then the guy, the other guy's gratification was that he was able to give the kid alcohol so he could graduate. And like, like, you know, he was a positive influence into his life. And then at the end of the day, you know, you know, there was a scene where Mads Mikkelsen and his wife 
was like they were having a conversation following the divorce or at least in the process of getting a divorce. And she's like, I don't want to deal with this. I'm just here with the kid for the kids and I don't want to get back with you. And then later on sends him a text saying, I miss you. And then I don't know what the film wanted me to feel at that moment. Like, well, but by the end of the movie, what was I supposed to get out of the, out of the drinking? Well, hopeful that like something happened. They, they went through some shit, but then ultimately at, when they both realized that they did wrong, they realized at the end of the day that what it what it was is that they missed each other, and that's and that's ultimately what it was. But she needed he wasn't there, and he real I think he finally realized that, you know. And that's when and then that's what led to them saying, you know, I miss you, and you know he tried to get her back at the restaurant, but she mm-hmm. at that point she wasn't having it. So I got more of a hopeful like they're willing to to try it again, like she's willing to give him another chance to try to be a better man. But that was because of the alcohol. And I think that's where my disconnect is. It's like, I understand that you want to regain your relationship after like a, a pretty bad experience. But like, technically he wasn't, he didn't do anything wrong. She was the one that cheated on him and he just went on a drinking rampage. So like, yeah, but I guess like he emotionally, I guess she would have seen it. He's, he emotionally cheated on her. Like he wasn't there. It's like, basically he was, he was basically cheating on her with the bottle. But but that but all that was stemming before all of that. Like he was wasn't present even the beginning of the movie. He asked like, "Am I boring?" And I think she lost interest and like the the spark was gone. So that's why she moved. Yeah, I think because there's something in his life like his. He probably remember he just you know he felt like he had no purpose like right he, like he was just strolling through life and I you know he wasn't achieving anything. He wasn't doing any. He didn't have any goals. He was just kind of like wading through day by day. But at the end of the movie, none of that changed. Like, he, oh, I don't the, think I mean, so. I think I would see. I took it as the death of his friend and the experience like changed him, like chain, like almost changed his perspective on life. Because you see him at the end, like, because then it, it leads at the very end after his wife tells him they want to get back together. He's he's out on the 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 deck with his students who just graduated and he's celebrating. So like you know like to me that was like him enjoying life like like not being boring like he was compared to who he was in the beginning of the movie to who he was in the end they're like two different people oh yeah no i totally agree with that but i think I it's the character growth is what she wanted like she wanted it to be with a man who has purpose but you know he realized that yeah she messed up but the only reason she messed up is because i wasn't there right right so what like they both did like he he's willing to acknowledge that they both did wrong. Like he acknowledged what he did was wrong, she acknowledged what she did was wrong. Like they want and, and they're both looking. To, they're both looking. They're both willing to look past. They're both willing to look past those. Yeah, those because they're married. You know, they're married. They made it. They made that commitment to each other. That you know, right. people, You know, people fuck up, and sometimes you just have to. You have to just if they're willing to come forward with it, then. And you guys are being honest with each other. If it feels right, then you guys forgive each other and then you move on and hopefully learn from that experience. And that that's kind of what I got. That's what I got from it at the end. But but then at the end of the day, like it's not like he like, – you know what? This drinking journey got me to this point and so now I'm going to be a better person. But instead, he goes back to drinking again with, with all the high school students that are about to go on the boat. So like that that's kind of where I feel like I don't understand – what the movie was trying to say is like drink with moderation, but like, don't go too far. But that because he went too far was allowing him to 
speak out emotionally, which which she was yearning for this whole time. And then they were able to get, you know, have their marriage fall to get back up again. And so and then because he was drinking with the high school kids and so was the other guy, um, I was like, I don't know what they want me to like. It's not like the drinking led him to not drink again. I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm kind of conflicted with that. You, you, you kind of see what I'm saying? I see. I see what you're saying. Um, like, like maybe the message wasn't clear enough. Where, like, are you saying not to drink? Are you saying just drink a little bit? Because when he went out there, they were he was pounding those drinks pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. Like he was no. in cele- he was in celebration mode. He's like dancing around and shit. But I mean, and the last thing ended with him like jumping off, swan the- <laughs> diving into the into the water. So like exactly, and that's not that's exactly like my point is like like he was definitely celebrating himself because he sees that his marriage was like all right like like you said before he was very hopeful at that moment so maybe at that point he's like fuck it I'm just gonna have a drink because this is worth celebrating as much as the kids are worth celebrating their graduation but I just don't know what that says about what they were maybe trying to say about alcohol in general or maybe they weren't trying to say anything about alcohol. Um, um, you know, maybe this was just a reason to get him to this point. The The message was a little unclear for me, and that was really my only issue with the movie. It seems like it was kind of like, like, do it's whatever the, it depends on the person who's involved. Because look, there was four different friends, and they each had, like, they both drank relatively the same, and more or less they had different responses. Like, that one guy died. You know, the one well, guy, you know, got, you know, Martin got physically hurt. The other guy pissed in the bed with his wife. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like everybody's, everybody's reaction to it was going to be different. And then there was the other guy who he, it didn't really, it didn't seem like it really affected him at all. Like there was not like the fourth guy, right? There was another guy, like nothing really happened to him. Yeah. He was like the music teacher where yeah. he was, yeah. Like he, he was, was just kind of just like chilling. He was just like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, he helped, he, he was the one who helped the kid pass like his exam. By exactly. giving a little, little bit of alcohol. See, um, but maybe that's maybe that's what the message is. Is like the diff. Each one is like a different like level of drunk. Like here's here's somebody who went too far. Here's somebody who kind of went too far. Here's what somebody who's got it somewhere in the middle. And here's somebody who like just 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 a little bit, just a little bit, just to take the edge off. Like right. It's like what's the evolution of those four people trying to maintain that. Okay, I like that. I like that that analogy. That make, definitely puts you know the ending a little bit into a better perspective, I guess. Um, but I and also on a side note, I think if I was the friend who so like he was the guy who had the like the the children like the small the smaller kids. Um, I forgot what he taught. Uh, I think it was maybe philosophy or something along those lines. Something along way, those lines. Yeah, um, but I think I would be like pretty down on myself for being responsible for one of my friend's death like it was your idea to to do this experiment that led to your friend dying and and also by the and then going back to the end of the movie we're we're happy like your friend just died but we're you know what i mean like yeah, like we're okay a, with we're like but you know it just depends on what their view of death is and right that's very true how are they celebrating his life and maybe they're using his death as an example to maybe not go cold turkey that's how i kind of took it like maybe don't go cold turkey but like you know do what you want just do enjoy in some form of moderation 
Yeah, and I and I think obviously the moderation was definitely key there. We definitely saw that. And I think if they just stuck with that moderation, well, I mean, obviously drinking on the job is not advised. But if in the context that's of the def- movie, that's a definite no no. <laughs> that's a definitely no no. But in the context of the movie, if they just maintain that zero five percent, it looked like they were able to get the confidence they needed. But maybe as a as a power hungry, they wanted more. They wanted more confidence. They wanted more of something that led to other people getting different reactions from being greedy with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but also on on a side note, Ernesto, the song at the very end, this one right here, you know, you know what song I'm talking about. What a beautiful, beautiful ride. Like that's a bop. That song has been stuck in. That that song's been stuck in my head this entire time. Why wasn't like, that it, song nominated? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like look at this. Hold on. Let's let's get to the. Mm. Get, there you go. Like mm. got like a nice mm. beat to it. Uh. What? Uh. Yeah, it's mm. like. Like we just we and we'll end, we'll end this. We're just gonna end the show with that. It's playing throughout the whole thing. <laughs> All right. Um, like, but had it, Mads Mikkelsen like break dancing and like flying, yeah. doing like his just ballet thing all over the pier. <laughs> he was just going nuts. Like I even wrote that on my notes. Is like he got some sick dance moves. Like I want, I want those. I want that Mads Mikkelsen in Indiana Jones Five. Like just coming in there, breaking dance moves. <laughs> you know, like bring bring that same character, that same energy, and Fantastic Beast. Uh, the, the next one he's coming out with uh, yeah I want that one um, but also as an actor that puts me in a different perspective because a lot of the American stuff that he does he's mainly playing like a villain or you know like a very stoic serious character where in this one he, I felt like he, I got some range out of him so Definitely. now I'm really interested now I'm really interested to see what he brings to Fantastic Beasts and Indiana Jones 5 is he going to bring that same energy like he did in like in this film or is he going to be going back to what he typically does in his other films which is like the the very serious uh silent character typical bad guy typical bad guy exactly um but also again going back to the song it felt a little weird to end the song there like it was a very poppy song Uh, i think it was an english song too instead of like using a song for maybe from denmark uh maybe it could have been denmark band but either way the song was in english um, but yeah, I think, I think all in all, I, I, I found the concept intriguing from beginning to end. And that's what, uh, like got me through the movie because it, it was kind of interesting to see them gain the confidence, kind of go down and hit their lowest point and how they all of their different, um, they all had different reactions to this experiment. Um, they, the fact that they treated it as a, an experiment was also an interesting element to the film. Uh, so all in all, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. And um, I can definitely see why it won the award. I would have definitely loved to see some of the other ones to kind of compare it to. But at least this one, it's like a pretty interesting concept with a solid message. Uh, maybe confusing on for me, at least toward the ending of like what I felt by some of the meanings. But that didn't deter me from how I felt about the movie overall. So I, th- I thought it was pretty good. Uh, Ernesto, what are your final thoughts? Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was really good. I thought it was just it was nice to see just something different like not the same mm. story over and over again it was they gave us a a, a a great story with wrapped in a social experiment um you know 
it, just not what I expected. It just wasn't what I expected from this movie. Especially like being an Oscar winning film. Typically those are more like serious. They're dramas. And, and this one acted, I mean, it was a drama, but also like there were some pretty funny moments in there too that kind of breathed some life into this movie. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so there you go, guys. That's our spoiler review and our foreign film of the month of another round, and that is available to watch as of right now on Hulu. And with that, Ernesto, that is all the show that we have for you guys this week. Uh, it was a jam-packed show. We got we, we still a, lot. a lot in there. We yeah, did. absolutely. Um, but Ernesto, the fun, you know, does not end here. It's just the you beginning. Know, I, it just it really is. <laughs> Like we come, we come here once a week, and we have all this great time. But like seven days a week, though, that's over on our social media channels. Mm-hmm. Seven days a week, maybe not twenty-four hours a day. I mean, that's that's a lot. But like, but it's there. It's it lives there. Twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, you can head over to our social media channels. Head over to our Instagram page at box office underscore bingers. On Mondays, we we tell you know uh, we do movie showdown Mondays. We put your favorite franchises, directors, actor, anybody in the film industry, we put all their work together, put them down the ultimate showdown, uh, and that's a lot of good time. On Wednesdays, we recognize the music behind the movie. On Fridays, we tell you what's new to streaming. Uh, throughout the week, we tell you what breaking news, and the same goes over for our Facebook page at Box Office Bingers. And Ernesto, we're even on TikTok. On the, on the TikTok. TikTok. Uh, we also tell you guys what's new to streaming there as well as some other fun videos that we do on there as well. So like it's, it's, it's the fun just continues, man. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Like the movie game is strong over here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, I mean, we had a lot of fun talking about this week, but I think next week we got a whole bunch of other fun happening next week. We're going to tell the people. Oh yeah. What are we yeah. watching next week? What are we reviewing we're heading, week? we're heading back into the reality TV show game. But you know what? This one is not even really a reality TV show. It's more of a game show. It's like a hybrid between a reality show. A little bit of both. But yeah. it, but it's more game show than it is reality. It just it's a game you show with reality. Yeah. It's a game show with reality like stars on them. Yeah, sure, exactly. We're gonna, that's exactly what we're gonna go with. Um, yes. But yeah, we're we are gonna be reviewing. Season two of the game show The Circle, and we have a very special guest coming on for next week, uh, Kellyanne Class, local meteorologist at West Two News. So there you go. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be a great time. Not only are we to talk about The Circle, we're also gonna dive into her career and and, and Resto. We never really talked about weather before. We 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 talked about all different aspects of the news. We've had anchors, we've had journalists, we've had reporters, we've had. Uh, production directors tds but never uh never meteorology we never dived into that until next week I'm excited gonna... to hear about the weather we're about the weather <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not just as simple as looking outside no there's a lot of science that dives into it and we're gonna dive into all that on next week's episode of box office bingers uh again guys thank you very much for listening i'm surprised you know, you guys continue to come out. We really do appreciate you guys listening to this every single week. And uh, hopefully you guys take something pretty good out of it because we enjoy having these conversations with each other. And I hope you guys are enjoying it on your end as well. Yeah. Uh, and for that, you know, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. I've been your host, Matt Diaz. I've been your host, Ernesto Santos. See ya.